Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is our Monday morning discipleship segment, Monday morning discipleship. And as always, we like to come on on each and every Monday morning, uh, try to give you something to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday morning. And so um, let's get back into our series. We've been dealing with a gospel for marginalized people. And uh, I don't know how many episodes I say this to y'all weekly. I don't know where we are right now. I think this may be week number seven or six. I'm not sure. Um, If you look at the heading, you'll see where we are. But wherever we are, um, it's been a blessing so far, I know for me, um, to kind of go through um, all of these instances where Jesus ministered to marginalized people uh, in the wake of this nation that uh, seems to not want to consider marginalized people. They want to pretend that we're all on the same level. And so, and that actually just hit me as I'm sitting here. Um, in a lot of ways, they want to pretend that we're all on the same level. And one more time, I'll mention it before I get to my chosen text on today. Uh, when you say uh, all lives matter in response to somebody saying black lives matter, you're making the assumption that we're all on the same level and we're all being treated the same. And you'll say things like, you know, well, we're all the same in God's eyes. And, and, you know, we are all the same in God's eyes on a base level, but we're not all the same in society's eyes. And even when God is looking at us, God knows, as we see in the text, as we've shown you in so many different weeks, Jesus looks at us and he did come to save everybody. He died for everybody. But he also recognizes when people, as, I, as I've said in other uh, previous weeks, excuse me, <clears throat> I've said that we need um, sometimes people need special attention. And Jesus does respond to those people that need special attention. And so um, let me go to some scripture on today very quickly, because, again, we're going to try to stay within 15 uh, to 20 minutes. Let me look at some scripture here on today. Uh, Mark chapter three. And I am going to look at a familiar, a very rather a familiar passage of scripture, Mark chapter three. And what we're going to see just to give you an overview, um, I'm going to give you uh, we're going to see Jesus uh, healing a man. Uh, with a withered hand, right? We're going to see Jesus healing somebody and he's healing them on the Sabbath, which, which uh, they, they, you know, the, the, the Jews and everybody, they, they prohibited that. They didn't want anybody to work on the Sabbath, right? They, they lined it up uh, with the scriptures when, when uh, God says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy and it's supposed to be a day of rest. But Jesus says somebody needs something and we can't get so religious and pious and say, well, we're trying to keep the Sabbath. We know you need something, but it's the Sabbath. And so somebody comes to them, watch this word again, they're marginalized. They have an issue. And we come up with all these reasons why we can't help. And we'll base them on religion, right? So we'll, we'll say when somebody, once again, let me, I'm just, cause this is, and I'm not, I'm going to keep mentioning this because this was the premise if you go all the way back to, to episode one of this series, whenever that was, the premise of this came around the, the movement, not the organization. Again, I, I haven't gotten to that yet. Maybe we'll get to that on a podcast. The movement, the statement of fact, the declaration that black lives matter. And this, this podcast, this series has come from a place where people said, no, all lives matter. And they framed it a lot of times they would frame it uh, in religious reference and say, well, God says Jesus loves everybody. So he'll bring religion into it. 
without really, really looking at the scripture. So let me look at this. I'm going to look at it. Mark chapter three. I'm going to look at verses one through six. I'm going to look at for new King James and new living translation, as is our custom often on these podcasts with the time that we have left. Let me read it all the way through a new King James verse one. It says, and he entered the synagogue again and a man who was there, a man was there rather who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely. They were watching Jesus, right? They watched whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to save life rather, or to kill? But they kept silent. I'm going to deal with that in a minute here because we're going to be, we're going to deal with this for two weeks, by the way. Verse five. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out immediately and plotted with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. Now I'm going to tell y'all right now, um, those of you who follow my Facebook page, by the way, we have a ministries, Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kelly R. Jackson ministries. I'm going to preach on this soon. And it may even be this coming Sunday. I'm going to preach out of this text in relation to what we're talking about. But, but let's go back here. Let's go back. Healing on the Sabbath. That's what it says the heading in, in, in my digital Bible here in the new King James version on the new, new living translation. It says Jesus heals on the Sabbath. And I want to stress this because it says Jesus broke their rule to help somebody. Jesus, the rule maker broke the rule to help somebody. And so they, they said, look now, Jesus new living translation. Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. That's the new living translation. Mark three and one. Jesus went into the synagogue. Basically he went into church. He went to where the religious people were. And he noticed somebody with a problem because people who have problems should come to church. We should not ban them. We should not uh, kick them out of the church or, 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 or forbid them to come. Right. But that's another subject for another time. Since it was the Sabbath, verse two, Jesus enemies watched him closer. Now here, 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 I got a problem here, y'all. And again, I promise y'all, I'm gonna get back on task here in just a second. Cause we're talking about a gospel for marginalized people. If you're in the Sabbath, if you're, if you're in the synagogue, rather on the Sabbath, first of all, who's your enemy in the church? The only enemy that the, the, the only enemy that the church really has is the devil, right? So his enemy. So, so I'm, I, I've, I, I've come to church. I'm in, I'm, I'm in the sanctuary and I've got an enemy in the church and I'm looking at my enemy instead of coming to church for what I'm supposed to be coming for, which is to worship God. But one more time, that's another subject for another time. Okay. Since it was a Sabbath, Jesus enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. They said, listen, no, this is a, a special day. We don't even help people who have issues on today. And if you do it, we want to accuse you, right? Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, come and stand in front of everybody. He, he, he paid special attention to somebody who needed special attention. I, I, I hope y'all getting what I'm saying here. He, spa- he paid special attention to somebody that needed special attention. And he brought him in front of everybody. 
Watch this so the rest of you can see. Not only does he need special attention, but I want you to see me give him special attention. He he didn't say everybody's got problems. It's the Sabbath. We can't deal with that today. Come in front. And I want everybody to see that you need special attention. And I want them to see how I'm going to respond to the fact that you need special attention. Right. Verse four. Again, New Living Translation, Mark chapter three. Then he turned to his critics and asked, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. How come they wouldn't answer him? Why do people struggle to say black lives matter? And, and, and again, I get it if you don't support the organization Black Lives Matter. But why wouldn't you say it as a statement of fact? You know what? Black Lives Matter. Why wouldn't you have a situation like you see in this text here? Here's a man with a withered hand standing in front of people who no doubt have two good hands. And why wouldn't they look at him and say, I've got two good hands. He's got one. If there's something we can do for him, we should do it. We shouldn't tell him how everybody's got problems. We all have good hands. He doesn't have good hands. If there's something that we can do for him, we should do it for him. And we should not hide behind rules, regulations, religions, or day of the week, right? They wouldn't answer him when he asked them that question. He says, does the law permit permit good deeds on the Sabbath, right? Or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save a life? Or destroy it. My brother and my sister, the challenge to the church, the challenge to those of us who are Christians, who are saying things like all lives matter, we have to ask ourselves, is this a time for us to save a life or destroy one? Is this a time to insert our own importance into a situation where clearly a group of people need special attention? Verse five, I'm almost done here. Verse five, he looked around at them angrily. Don't let anybody anybody tell you that Jesus never got angry because in in both of these texts, right? In the new living translation, he looked around at them angrily, right? That's verse five, verse five at the, uh, in in the new King James version, it says that when he looked around at them with anger, people got to tell you the truth about Jesus. They make it seem like Jesus never got angry. And, And quite honestly, we always point to that situation where Jesus drove the money changers out of the temple And I always tell people, you know, that the Bible says he turned the tables over. And I always stress to people, he didn't turn them over gently because had he turned them over gently, nobody would have been alarmed by it. They would have just thought there was something wrong with him. He flipped them over angrily so that people could know how he felt. The text here says that he looked at them with anger. That is a human emotion. That's how you know that Jesus is both God and man. He had a human emotion. He was angry. He was angry, right? And, and by the way, God gets angry too, but, but again, not another subject for another time. Let's go back to New Living Translation with the time that we have left. He looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. When he holds out his hand, Jesus says, I'm going to do something about you, uh, do something about your situation because these people around you, that should be looking for ways to help you that the people who claim to know the law, they claim to know the word of God. They claim to love God. 
they won't help you because they say it's not the right time to help you. There's another time, another place. Let, let, let me give you another example here. They, they, they don't want to see you kneeling during their sporting events. They don't want to hear about what you have to say during their sporting events because they say this is not the time or place for us to really be concerned about you as a human being. Shut up and play. We're in a, we're in a situation where, uh, you know, football players locked arms on a Thursday night football game as a show of unity and the fans booed unity <laughs> because they say, we don't care about your situation. This is our Sabbath, whether it be Thursday night, whether it be Monday night, whether it be Sunday, when the football game is on, they say, this is our Sabbath and we don't want to hear about your stuff on our Sabbath. We don't want to hear about your issues. Just shut up and play. Yeah. We know that, that some of you have been killed in the street. We don't care. Just shut up and play. We know that you got family members that are suffering. We don't care. Just shut up and play. Right? Because this is our Sabbath. We don't want to hear about this on our Sabbath. And then verse six, at once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. How many people, I'm, I'm going to give you this in closing. And then yeah, we're going to discuss this further because there's some other things to discuss in here as it relates to our conversation about a gospel for marginalized people and how we are to minister to people. And not let these rules and regulations like God will get angry with you for helping someone on the Sabbath day. That's not the God I serve that will get angry with you for saying, no, no, this person's cause matters. So, so we're going to deal with this a little bit more on next week. I'm going to leave this with you right here. Um, there are a number of white celebrities, um, particularly some in the South. And I'll just name just one for the sake of this conversation you know, Dolly Parton makes a statement that she says, yes, black lives matter. And obviously there's a lot of people who threaten her and they say, you're going to lose fans. We're not going to support you anymore. And I'm pretty sure that at this point in her life, Dolly Parton is secure. She's made the money she's going to make and she's going to make more by the way. So anyway, we, we have a situation here that looks kind of like what happened at the end of this uh, discourse, the end of this situation here with Jesus is that when he did some good, when he ministered to somebody who was marginalized, they said, we have to wipe him out. And where are we in this nation right now? If somebody who's white dares to say black lives matter, there's a group of people that want to wipe them out. They want to cancel them, as we like to say. They want to end their career. They want to do all of this other stuff. And these are people that come from a party that says they're the party of God. This is, this is what the Pharisees sought to do after a miracle was performed in front of them. And someone was helped regardless of the day. Jesus didn't care about the day he looked at the situation. He asked them before, before he even did anything. He says, is it right to save a life or destroy one? And when you get to verse six, apparently their position was destroy it. We don't care what day we don't care about that. We don't care about his situation. And we and we don't appreciate you helping him. Here's where we are as a nation right now. That nobody appreciates. One group of people helping another group of people. And we have sank into the depths. I didn't mean to go all the way into this, but we have sank into the depths in this nation right now. 
And when we when we bring church into it, I'll bring it back right here and then we'll be then we'll be out of here on today. We bring church into it. We bring God into it. We, we bring religion into it. And we start saying things like everybody is the same and all God sees us all the same and so on and so forth. Listen, if that were true, we wouldn't have special needs children. We wouldn't have special needs people. There are people all around us every day of our lives that are marginalized. And even though God loves us all the same, we're not all made the same. We're made in his image, but we're not all made the same. Some of us have deficiencies. Some of them that, that, that happened from birth and some deficiencies people have that were created by society. And as Christians, we have to minister to those people, whether the deficiency, as we see in the text was text was a man with a withered hand. We don't know how his hand got withered, but he had a special condition and he had, he had a special need or whether we see a situation where somebody uh, is marginalized because of the color of their skin. Our job as Christians is to do as much as we can to bring them up to our level so that they can function in society like the rest of us does. That's our job as Christians, not to hear somebody say something about their situation and respond. Well, everybody's got problems because that's really what you're saying. When you say all lives matter, you're saying everybody's got problems. And even though my problems are not your problems, I'm going to make them seem as if they're as, as well, I'm going to basically, I don't want to make my problems as great as yours, but I'm going to diminish what you're going through by saying, Hey, I've got some struggles too. And God loves everybody. He does love everybody. But as we've been seeing over the last few weeks, sometimes people, as I'm going to say it again, they need special attention. And we have to, if we're really going to be like Jesus, really going to say things like, what would Jesus do? Jesus would throw out the circumstances. He would throw out the day. He would throw out the rule book. And he would say, I know what we're doing here, but this person has a special need. They're in need of attention. They're in need of healing. They're in need of support. And our job is to not come up with reasons why we can't help them. But as he said, he says, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or destroy it? Jesus is telling us we don't need to come up with reasons not to help marginalized people. We need to show that we care about them and come up with every reason why we can help. And then once we come up with the reasons, follow through, do it. So that's all the time that we have this week. I'm going to pick this up next week again in Mark chapter three. Um, this, there's, as we like to say, there's a little more meat on the spoon, and there's a couple of other things that I kind of went past today, but I want to pick it up again on next week as we continue on talking about a gospel for marginalized people. So that's all the time that we have uh, for this week's Monday morning discipleship. And again, we'll pick it up on next week. A um, few announcements. Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, best way to do that is to find us at the website. Website is www.krjministries.org. One more time. That's www.krjministries.org. If you'd like to purchase any of our written works, the best way to do that is to check us out at the publishing website. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, www.krjpublishing.com. And always, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, hit the subscribe button um, so that you'll know when new episodes come up. We do believe that you will be blessed by that. That's all the time that we have for Monday Morning Discipleship on the Purpose and Beyond podcast. We pray that you were blessed by what we had to share 
And we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.